Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about shouting at your kids. Have you ever shouted at your children? Now, I have, I'll admit, when my children were younger. I think we all have at some point. And some will argue that you need to show authority to your children and you're not their best friend at all times, although you'd like to be. But, you know, they're not your friend and you're not their friend most of the time. And when they get a bit older, that can become, I suppose, a thing. I mean, there is that time when you have made your 10th trillionth request to clean their room or, you know, tell them it's like a pigsty or stop teasing or your little sister or brother. It's all well and good to stop and think of Dr. Phil or some American expert who will tell you to be calm and talk in a calm voice. But that's usually not how it plays out in the real world, in a cloud of overwhelmed frustration. The result usually is you shouting at them and maybe them being cheeky back to you and then you shout even more. And the problem is shouting and raising your voice never feels good, not for anybody. And I remember many, many years ago, I can't remember what my daughter did. She she did something really bad. I can't remember. She She was bold. She was younger. And I shouted at her. Now, I have, I'm have. going to be honest, I haven't done it very much. I, mean, I can probably remember all the occasions I shouted at my children. But I shouted at her. I was really angry, whatever she had done. But I went downstairs. I'd sent her to her room and I shouted at her. I got so angry. But I went downstairs and I felt so guilty that I actually went up and apologised to her. I felt so guilty for shouting at her. I feel really bad if I do it. But we all lose the head. I mean, when was the last time you felt, you know, better after someone shouted at you or you shouted at them? You never feel good after being shouted at or shouting at somebody else. I mean, new research suggests that shouting at kids can be just as harmful as hitting them. In a two-year study, effects from harsh physical and verbal discipline were found to be frighteningly similar. And a child who is yelled at or shouted at is more likely to exhibit problem behaviour, thereby, therefore eliciting more shouting. Also, they say it shrinks the brain. The latest research in the paper today says that shouting at children shrinks the brain and damages their self-confidence. It's also shown to have a negative effect on the parents who do it. So it's a sad cycle, really, isn't it? But here's the thing. My brain is fine. Well, people might argue about that. I mean, I was both shouted at and given the odd slap every now and again. And I will argue that it didn't do me any harm. But many armchair experts and parents will say the children of today lack discipline. And the reason is that we have children who are so badly behaved in today's society and that children of the previous generations, I suppose, were more independent and better behaved. Now, I'm not going to say all children are badly behaved nowadays because they're not. Some children are extremely well behaved. But a lot of children are badly behaved today. They're cheeky. I mean, when we look at our own kids today, not so much mine because they're older now, but I suppose the kids of kind of 10, 11 years of age now, we would never have spoken to our parents the way they speak to us. Never. In a million years, we would have got the shite boxed out of us if we hadn't even thought about it. You would have got a slap and sent straight to your room. They would have shouted at you. They might have given you a slap on the bum, whatever it was, or across the back of the leg, and off to the room with you. So do you think shouting at children should carry a social stigma? Now, the suggestion that you might be able to ban physical discipline, of course, is an obvious one, and that has been done already. But I can't see you being ever, ever able to ban shouting at children. But certainly you could attach a stigma to it that would do away with it, and it would stop it from happening. I'm not sure how you would make it illegal. You couldn't really make it illegal. No, you couldn't. Um, So, do you think shouting at children should carry some sort of social stigma? 
Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I know I have to go to somebody, but unfortunately it's not coming up on my screen. Uh, 087-188-0008. It's okay. 188-0008. Sorry about that. It's just a button that wasn't pressed. My fault. I do apologise. There was me blaming my producer. Uh, Fern, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Fern? Hey, Niall. You left me hanging a little bit there, didn't you? <laughs> I, did, I did, because, see, normally it appears on my screen. It'll say, Fern, new approach needed. That's what it says on my screen. Line one, right? Ooh. Yeah, but see, nothing was appearing on the screen. So I didn't even know you were hanging in there, Fern. So what I was doing was dragging out the intro. It's a professional <laughs> thing we do in the business. I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was Very dra- well done, Niall. Very yeah, well done. I was good, wasn't it? I have to say, that's why I'm a pro. <laughs> Fair enough. Very good. I mean, shouting at children, look, this research says, you know, it, it damages their self-confidence, you know, and it makes that, according to the research in the paper today, the Irish Independent, I think it was, it makes their brain shrink. Uh, but I don't know about that. But certainly they're saying physical and verbal discipline were found to be frighteningly similar in this two-year study. Do you think it's that damaging to shout at them? Oh, well, like I was saying to your producers there, that it's basically a consequence thing. It's like it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you see someone shouting at their kid who just ran across the road, different situation entirely. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's of course. When you do that, you do that as spur of the moment. That, that's just, you know, because you're terrified that something's going to happen to them, of course, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But then, like, now, like I was saying to producers, my kids know the volume of my lungs when they need to be used. Yeah. I, I'm not the type, I've never not shouted at my kids. Yeah. Because there's been times when we all lose our temper, let's face it. But I am trying my hardest to do enforce positive parenting as much as I can. Now, I know we're probably going to get some callers going in, oh, right, this is a loopy hippie on here right now. But I'm trying. Basically, I'm trying to enforce that if I don't understand how to control my temper, how can I expect a child to? Right, okay. So, if you do you think you've lost control if you start shouting? I probably agree with you because at the times I'm trying to remember back to the times when I shouted at my children and that was probably my fault in some sense that I've lost control. But I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to go down the American route of Dr. Phil, which is, you know, you go down to their level and you speak to them calmly. Now, this is why you shouldn't have stuck a pen in your brother's eye. Because it may hurt him and we could end up in hospital in A&E. <laughs> oh, okay, well, no. I, you I, understand I, what I'm saying? So, I, mean, I do, I do. Well, or, I, I, can I'm you clean your room for the 700th time? Do you know what I mean? I mean uh, yeah, I do, I do. I'm in the thick of it now, to be honest with you. I've got one little girl who's going to be five on Thursday. Okay. And I've got another little girl who's going to be 11 next month. So I've got a preteen and a just out of toddler. And yeah. they certainly know how to test me. Of course. Now, now, when they're young, it's kind of child abuse if you start shouting at them at two, right? Because you have to excuse them being, you know bold every now and again, right? But and when they're older, they get to a point where they're almost, you know, in their late teens where you don't shout at them because it's just disrespectful. But in the middle there somewhere, you are going to do a little bit of shouting, aren't you? Oh, I, I have done. I, I'll fully admit that. But I now, in my house, it may be different than in others. So I'm just full honesty here. Like, I find my husband's personality is bang on the same as my preteen. Right. They are both as stubborn as they can be. And they butt heads. Like, he would never have spoken in the manner that she has done to us, to her, his parents, and it just galls him when she starts. Um, so I can see he would lose his temper a hell of a lot quicker than I would do. But I've got a, a theory of walk away, calm down, come back and discuss it. 
that's what I'm trying to enforce in my house. It doesn't always go that way. But that's what I'm trying to enforce. Right, okay. So yeah. So it's not kind of your your way or the highway. It's more of like advice, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's just like, look, we all lose our temper. We all can get stubborn. And like I said, my eldest is going through preteen right now. I remember what that's like. Hormones bring you from 0 to 60 in a blink of an eye. You can't control it half the time. So it's just a matter of step back, calm down, and then discuss it. So I try to let her know that I understand how she feels. I explain what she said to me. But at the same time, I make sure that we try not to interrupt each other. That's a big one that she'll kind of talk over us and shout her point, and then he'll shout his point, and then I'll try and get in. The, you know, it's just that sounds like a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, the other most important thing as as parents is sticking together, even if you disagree with your partner. And yeah, you know, sticking then, sticking together, you can argue with him later. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's the hardest part because you see, I'm trying to make it so that the relationship stays good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, I know my father and one of my sisters didn't have the best relationship when she was growing up, and then. They ended up not speaking for six years. So, you know, I didn't want that to happen in my household. So I'm trying to do it that way. But he would see me as being too much of a softie and a pushover. But see, if you're a softie and a pushover, see, now let's, you always have to remember this, this thing. And I often hear, you know, the kind of modern parent, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be my child's friend. You're not your child's friend. You're their mother. You know, you're their mother. You can be their friend when they're older and they're teenagers and you can Mm -hmm. be better friends than them. But when they're six and seven years of age, you're their mother and you're the parent. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, my purpose as a parent is to raise well-accomplished and well and disciplined, disciplined. Adults. Exactly. Yeah. Adults that can handle themselves in the world. Because so yeah, because the, when and, and this is the problem I have nowadays with young children nowadays, right? And young teenagers is, I find that they're they're incapable of taking orders or they're incapable mm. of being told that they're wrong. This mm. is even worse. I mean, they, they get offended too quickly. They get upset mm. too quickly. The lip is quivering before you even get the first word out of your mouth. Whereas mm. in our days, now I'm not going to say it was acceptable for our fathers and mothers to slap the, the arse off us, right? But they did. We, we mm. could withstand a little bit more. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> because we were prepared for it. Because my mother, if I did anything wrong, my father came home at half past five from work. My mother would say, wait till your father gets home. And I'd be shitting myself. So, but I would know what I was in for. I was prepared for it. You mm. know what I mean? And, and you were brave enough to put up with it. You got a slap in the arse or you, you whatever. Your father come up and shout and roar mm. out to the bedroom and put you to bed, you know, at five o'clock in the evening. For the evening, that was it. But no, no supper. Mm. And oh, that, yeah. And that happened. But we would never dream of doing that to children anymore. People, but they, oh, no, they'd come to that. They'd starve to death. They won't yeah. starve to death. Well, this, look, that happened with me once, with my eldest when she was about six, right? Yeah. She had a massive tantrum that she wanted to do something. And I had said no. I can't remember what the issue was at the time. But I had said no. And I have the same rule that my mother had. It's that when I say no, it's no. But you behave yourself and you earn, your, uh, earn a, you know, do extra chores, do something nice. It may change. If you push your point and you keep trying for that and keep asking me and asking me, it's like getting a permanent writer and mark, um, marker and writing it on the wall. Yeah. Definitely not happening. So she kept pushing and she kept pushing. And I remember she was about six and I sent her to bed without supper. And I swear she screamed the house down. This is child abuse. This is child abuse. And I'm like, I'm ringing child line. <laughs> and I just sat there and I was just like, no, I don't know any other kid your age that goes to, that has supper nowadays. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Chiline probably deal with a lot of children who are genuinely in, in a very difficult circumstances. Oh, but I'm sure they deal with the odd child that would ring and say, my mother doesn't send me to bed because I was bold. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's always a threat and they always try to, because they know that's a fear every parent has. Mm. You know, they just, they, they know your weak point. Yeah, I'm going to so, ring social services. <laughs> exactly. So in the end, I just sat in a bedroom on the floor with my back to the door and I just head looked at the floor and just completely ignored it. And eventually she fell asleep. And did it upset you? Well, of course it did. Did you feel guilty? But, yeah, but you I do, also don't knew you? I had, I do, but I knew that I had to make a point. Yeah. Do you know, and like with, with my kids, they know that there's a rule. If you want to have a privilege, like using video games or whatever, it has to be earned. Mm-hmm. If you misbehave, you lose it. Change your Wi-Fi password. They're buggered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it's buggered. just nowadays, we don't need to use like violence as such. Now, shouting, we all do that, but just walk away, calm down, because nobody can talk. But you can't even send a child to the room anymore, because... To be honest with you, they spend most of the time in the room anyway because there's more to do there mm. than anywhere else in the house. So. Yeah, well, my, my daughter has once been sent to her room with the only the books and a bed. Yeah. That's her options. Right. You know, so... But do you think, do you think shouting at them... I, I, I think it has to happen at some point. I think verbal discipline is important sometimes and to show authority. And I think mm. sometimes when you raise your voice... I don't mean in some sort of hysterical way. I, mm. I mean, when you raise your voice, it does show a level of authority and they have to have authority in their life. Yeah, but this, like, I've got a, I, now I'm one of these people who've read a lot of books because I have to admit, I did struggle in the beginning with my, with my eldest because, you know, new mm. mom, you know, you do yeah. these things. And um, in one of them, there was a sentence that really struck me and it was sometimes when you're shouting, the volume gets heard more than the words. Right, I get you. And so it has to be constructive, has, of course, yeah. Yeah, and then that's just it. It has to be like, you can use a firm voice or whatever, but at the end of the day, if you're just throwing off on one and have an adult-sized tantrum, yeah. they're never going to learn nothing. <laughs> you're just having a tantrum too. But stay there for a second. Stay there. Andy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good. Just chewing on on. on, on, on sorry, you just got me in an olive there. What, what are you chewing on? Uh, a, mar- a, 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 a marinated olive. Lovely. A marinated olive. Good it's to know, Andy. Garlic. I'm glad Lovely. you shared that with myself and Farron. Thanks very much. Indeed. Well, no, I'm saying that, that it sort of, so I went blah, 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 blah. So just to sort of like, you know, cover it off that I wasn't uh, having a fit. I just said I'd tell you know, yeah. I was eating an olive. Okay. So, but, yeah, okay, so, but shouting at children, point. is it, is it damaging point. to shout as a child? Of course it is. I, I, I think, well, look, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things, as, you know, Fern just quite rightly said, you know, it's it's if it's done in context, you know, and you said if you raise your voice to show a level of authority, then perhaps you know you can certainly get away with it. But really, the reality of most shouting at children is they're not doing what you say. You get frustrated, you get angry, and you're angry because you're not getting the response you want. Therefore, you start shouting. Now, is that are you trying to? What result are you trying to achieve? You know, so. For me, shouting at children, yes, I've done it. I hold my hand up because, you know, but is it a good thing? It can't be a good thing. And, and it's, it's, the, it's the amount of shouting, you know, and we, we want our children to grow up to be adults and we want them to grow up and think that shouting is the norm and that's uh, the normal way of communicating with people. Or, or do we want them to sort of think that there's, let's say, that the words are more important than, than, than the volume. Well, what, what's the purpose when you're shouting at the child and those times that you did it, Andy? 
is the purpose to frighten the child into doing what you want them to do? That is the purpose. That's the intention, isn't it? To, to, to maybe show a level of authority. Who's the boss? And I'm going to frighten you a little bit here so you won't do it again. That, that's the reason behind it, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a power a fair reason, thing, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, well, it's, well, it's overpowering, um, domination by raising your voice. That's, well, well, no. That's no, why no, people no, do it in the workplace. Well, hang on. You're, you're making domination sound very negative there. You are dominant over your child and you should be dominant over your child. Because if you're not, you're in trouble. Mm. Yes, yes, but the, the well, the do- domineering. Nobody likes domineering people. You know, there's, there's a difference between authority, authoritative, and authoritarian, isn't there? So, you know, mm. do you want to be that authoritarian person that screams? You know, which is fine if you're in the army, you know, and you've got bullets flying over your head and you're told to jump in front of the bullets. That's great, but you're not in the army, are you? you, you you're a parent, so. Therefore, yeah, but there was no, yeah, but there's nothing wrong. When you, okay, but when you look at those you know, old army videos, and I don't know whether they still do it in the army, and you see the, you know, the, the soldiers lined up and the sergeant will walk along the front and he'll yeah. say, Eyes down! What are you looking at, you snivelling little snot bag? <laughs> yeah, if you look down total, one more time, give me six of the best. I, it's I, about total compliance. But, but hold on. When, when, when my father would give out to me, I was terrified of him, right? Now, but it was a healthy fear. I still love my father, but it was a fear of my father's authority. And I don't believe, and I'm sure there's people listening will say the same thing, that it did me any harm. I, I think you can resent authority quite easily if, if you find that, you know, that it's, it's unjustified in its punishment. You know, I, I, that, think, that, I think you can resent thing. it, certainly if you're in a relationship and a marriage and, and, you know, you've got a wife or a husband shouting at you, that's different altogether. That's two adults who are on an equal footing. But as a parent, you have a duty to discipline your child, haven't you? Mm. Oh, you have a duty, but there was, let's say, I lived next door to a school back in the 1970s that still did corporal punishment, and everybody hated, with a vengeance, the headmaster who sort of dished it out, you know, because, let's say, you know, in back many years, I mean, God, we're going back many years ago now, now, um, you know, times have changed. Times have moved on. We're far more self-aware of, of ourselves and of child development. And, you know, we're also aware of things that, you know, if, you, if you're unkind and unfair, you know, and, and damaging to somebody, they can resent it. So yeah, but are we, yeah, but are we raising, to... I mean, I, I'm sorry, I just asked Farron this as well. It's very fair. Are we raising soft children then? who have never really or will never experience real discipline, and I don't mean be, being beaten up or anything like that, but maybe a slap on the bottom or a slap on the hand. Are we Corporal raising children? Punishment. Well, yeah, okay. That's what well, no, well, I, I Say think, it as it is. Yeah, no, but hang on. I think the problem with corporal punishment, as we remember it, Andy, was there was a fine line that these idiots didn't realise was there, and they went too far. I mean, when I was in primary school, um, my first teacher, uh, Mr Conway was his name, and he would give me a little slap with a ruler. It wasn't, it was a tap. It was a little small slap with a ruler on the hand. But that was common practice, by the way, in those days. Everybody did it. Every teacher did it at the time, right? But then, you know, I had another teacher, I'm not going to mention his name, but he had the dowel off a baby's cot and he would whack the hand off you. So in other words, that was actually abusive. There was a, fu- and, and he was a bollocks, apart from anything else. There was a, there was a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I can still remember to this day, the way he spoke to me and, and the way he bullied us. Because so, it was unfair and, and absolutely. abuse of power. But what I'm saying to you is, these people, these teachers didn't know the line. There was a line that you cross. And the same with a parent. I hear parents saying, 
I just give him a little tap on the hand or a slap on the bottom or, you know, and that's the line. And after that, then there's abuse. But sorry, I was, I was asking you, Fern, there, do you think mm. children today kind of lack discipline because we're raising them maybe a little bit too soft that they're not used to having any authority? I think it's a very, look, there's many angles to that. It's not just about the discipline, because I mean, discipline, and just like um, Andy said, they're the corporal punishment. At the end of the day, these, that generation who did deal with all those thrashings or whichever, they, they're not as emotionally evolved as the next generation would have been. Mm-hmm. So there's that element, and as well as that, kids nowadays, they do have more luxury. I mean, how many young kids 10 or younger, have mobile phones now. It's ridiculous. And, ha- and, they, and they get all the bills paid. They don't have to worry about anything. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no reward for earning something. It's just, yeah, you can have it. Sorry, Andy? In- instant, instant gratification for oh, yeah. children. Exactly. I want. I want. Exactly. That's, that's the world of the internet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I was just going to say very quickly, it's sort of semi-relevant, irrelevant possibly, is that, you know, in, in days of my youth and possibly ferns, you know, when you, you know, it wasn't everything, information wasn't as instant. So children, children have changed in the fact that they are so, they have so much information, um, unfortunately, social media available to them, which, you know, gives them sort of perhaps that element of cheekiness because they feel that, you know, their mates do it and everybody else gets away with it and they text the mates and it's all, it's all quite normal. But in, in terms of, let's say, our day, you have to go and research things. If you want to find something out, you have to go to the library and open a book and look things up. So there's, there's a huge, let's say, shift in terms of what, what children have these days in, in terms of that sort of... Well, what they want, I think, I think they're spoiled in the sense that they have at their fingertips, as you say, they have mobile phones or iPads, which are constantly bombarding them with advertisements for products, mm. which they, they want. Whereas when we were kids, the only time we seen products is if we were brought to a shop. Uh, and that's the only well, time we'd ever want one. We, you know, and that's why we always had a tantrum at the counter when there was a packet of pastilles there. So, you know, or a toy that we wanted or something like that, we'd have a tantrum. But in saying that, can you honestly say, Andy, that your children, uh, how many children have you got, Andy? Uh, two boys. Okay, two boys. The way they speak to you, and I'm not—I'm saying you're, you're, I'm not suggesting they are judging your children. I'm sure they're lovely kids. It's different to the way I spoke to my parents. Absolutely, I'll, I'll preempt you. Okay. okay, and and you would never have got away with a lot of the things they would say to you. I would say I wouldn't speak to my parents in the same way that my children have, have spoke to me or, or or their mother. You know that that would be that would be and fair. Why, and why do you think we accept that? Why do we? Well, we, we 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 don't accept it. But how do how do we stop it? I suppose you can go. Oh, you're a crap parent is the easiest sort of you know. Well, have we have uh, we lost? Have we lost then? If we if, we, if you're saying we we don't no, know how to not, deal look, with it, have we lost it? Are we not good enough then as parents? We're, we're different. Society has changed massively, and you, I think that you can't deny that there's sort of a generational shift in in the way the whole world behaves towards each other and and, and towards family. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think yes, that sort of the, there is. I think there's a. I think look, all you've got to do is just look at the. And I, and I bang on and know about social media a lot and say it's a really bad thing. Uh, but if you look at the way people speak to each other on social media, there is a total lack of respect for for, mm. for many people in the way you know comments comments are fired out on the internet. So if you subject you, you condition people 
to that sort of way of but There's a thinking. disconnect. The problem with social media is I'm talking to Fern now, I can hear her voice. I'm talking to you, I can hear her voice. I certainly, well, I, I, I wouldn't generally be rude to people on social media. Anyway. When I say be rude, I wouldn't make personal comments about them or anything like that. I have been rude to mm-hmm. people, I'm sure. But I, I wouldn't speak to, or people, I won't say me, but people wouldn't speak to Fern or speak to you to your face, or when I say to your face, when they can hear you, yeah, hear look, your reaction is the way they, they wouldn't, yeah, and the way they wouldn't social media. That's a different situation. Social media, yeah. you're disconnected from but the people you, you're talking to. You get, you get people who are incredibly rude on the phone that they wouldn't say the same things when they're stood in front of you. Mm. You know, I mean, so there's, no, there's always a level. Sorry, Karen, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you then, Andy. No, it's fine. just I work in retail, and there are plenty of people who will be rude to your face as well. Mm. Yeah, but that, that's when you deal, and, and, and I, I, I agree there are plenty of people, but I'd say there's less people per capita that are rude to your face than, than are rude to people on, on social media, yeah, if you get me point. Online, isn't social it? media has, as far as I'm concerned, I don't believe there's anything positive about social media. I've come to the complete conclusion. But the only thing, when I say positive, look, it's good for this show. We get free promotion out of it because it's like putting <laughs> posters up all over the place. We have, I don't know, 75,000 followers on Facebook and 42,000. It's, it's, it's good It's good for business. But aside from that, from a personal point of view... From a personal if, development point. Yeah, if no. I wasn't on a radio and I wasn't using it to my advantage, which I do to get myself, you know, out there in the public, I think it's hateful, it's hurtful, it's toxic, it has, it, people bully each other on it. There is nothing good I can say about social media. I think it has destroyed the world. I think even the position we're in today with COVID-19 wouldn't be that position if we didn't have social media. I think it influences politicians, it impl- influences public decisions and public policy. I, I believe it has had a huge, a massive effect on the, the world of the last 10 years. Right now, do you know what? You've just reignited my total faith in you. There you go. <laughs> after, that, after that speech, um, yeah, but that's that's what our children are subjected to, and that's the thing. When you, you know, put let's say any form of media or communication in front of people, they they they're affect, they're influenced by it, and and therefore I, I do believe that you know children these days gain sort of in their own mind, you know, because perception is reality in my world that says that they 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 feed off their mates and these crappy little Instagram groups that they have that says, you know, I'm doing Mm. this, I'm doing that, I'm not taking this. Yeah, they'll be taking that, tell them this, and I did this and I got away with that. And Now, I can't prove that exists, but I just sort of feel that that's something that sort of feeds back off social media, that the the fact that children are constantly... And the the technology in itself, I mean, the iPads and and the iPhones, Mm. which you rightly said, under 10-year-olds, which I completely disagree with, by the way. Uh, My children, now mind you, they are a little bit older, so probably social media wasn't in its maturity it is now. But going back when my daughter was 13, which was only about seven years ago, six, six years ago, she wasn't allowed on Facebook till she was 13 or 14 years of age. I hmm. wouldn't have allowed them on social media under that. But children now are on TikTok. They're on all sorts of things at the age of eight and nine years of age. And I'd I per- younger. And I personally believe any parent who gives a child under the age of 10 a smartphone or smart device connected to the internet is an irresponsible parent. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Under 10, I mean, because basically, we're, we're, you know, let's, let's not just sort of go divert too much. But I mean, there is so much stuff that you don't want your children to see. Mm-hmm. On the internet, that that you know, you, and I don't give a mm. faff about parental filters and all that. Um, let's just say, you know, well, let's just be, put it in plain English. I mean, pornography was available in magazines in the school playground, yep. you know, of some people, and 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 that was a big deal. Nowadays, it's just so 
rampant and available Free. That, 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 mm. kids, that kids have this. And again, that, all that stuff just undermines, let's say, mm-hmm. the, the, I'm not going to see to things like the sanctity of, of the individual. Well, even it, when we had the PCs years ago, it wasn't, it, well, when I say it was easier when we got PCs, I remember a mate of mine, his son was 13 years of age and he looked, uh, he happened to, you know when you type into Google and the last thing oh, yeah. you typed in Google comes up, do you know, mm-hmm. you get the, in the history of Google, and uh, he was typing in something and uh, all of a sudden, cool. all of a sudden, his son had been in the computer before him. Up came nudie ladies. <laughs> so oh his son, who was 13 or 14, had typed in nudie ladies. Okay, stay there for a second. Anna Marie. Hiya. Hi, how are you, Anna Marie? Anna Marie, let's go back to the topic in itself. I mean, according to this research over two years, it's, it's as frightening to shout at your child as to, to physically discipline them. Do you believe there's anything wrong with shouting at a child or raising your voice to a child? Well, when I was a child, my father would shout, and I'd rather a clout than a shout. A clout than a... You'd rather a clout than a shout? Yeah, and my mother, if she roared, you rang, but all she had to do was give us a look. Yeah. And you were gone, like, but... Um, I remember that look. The, <laughs> when you're going on about the shout there, I mean, my grandsons are in the car, and they're in soccer. Yeah. And when they're playing their matches, the coaches are screaming at them to move and run and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to say? Oh, Johnny, run there now and catch the ball. Pick up the ball, for God's sake, you butterfinger down clown. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, like, if um, like if you saw your child running towards the road, you're hardly going to say, oh, Mary, stop running, you're going to give a roar at him to stop. Hoping that the shock, the roar, the roar will stop him, like. Yeah. You know, but... Um, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a different... Maybe I'm wrong. I've never been a sporting person into sport. Yeah. But I think that's a different type of shouting. I think that's more encourage- coach, encouragement, I, isn't it, really? I've been on... I've, I, my, my, one of my sons played football. Um, and, you know, I was, I was at a few of the matches. And you get very different coaches. You get coaches that scream and nearly the blood yeah. vessels pop out of their necks and the foreheads. You know, and, and they're not being encouraging or positive. They're being quite aggressive and, 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 you know, nearly encouraging sort of, I'm going to say encouraging violent play, you know. Yeah. And and just saying things that are completely age inappropriate, you know, whereas you get other coaches that are absolutely shouting communication, get down the line, you know, pass the ball in, mark your man. You know, they're shouting because it's it's communicating. It's tactical, yes. They're shouting across a pitch, but there's a different... Type the shouting and the screaming, and, I, and I've yeah. seen both. And, and it's fair enough; it's absolutely acceptable shouting. Shouting's fine if you're in a workplace and somebody's at risk of danger or somebody doesn't see something. You shout if, you, if there's a fire. You shout fire. You know, the shouting's fine in certain situations if it's if it's necessary. But what what we're talking about here is with children. You know, um, I probably used to shout at me children when they were boxing head off each other or about to do something dangerous because you know why did I shout possibly I was panicked you know by what their actions may result in you know so there's there's always different reasons for shouting but there's one thing that I sort of beat into myself and my children and it says that shouting is not an effective form of communication well you you heard what Anna Maria said she'd rather a clout than a shout and sorry I want to go back to that Anna, you, yeah. you'd rather a clout than a shout. And okay, okay, so like my mother and father, you'd get a clout every now and again. My mother was a demon with a slipper, by the way. You, she was, I swear <laughs> no, to my God. Mo- my mother, as I said, my mother, the look of my father could show, but it could go on and on and on. Whereas I 
going up, I thought, if I got a clout, it would stop. Right, and did he ever give you a clout? What? Big time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so because... And was it because you found the shouting more terrifying? At least the clout was over and done with. Yeah, yeah. To this day, I hate if someone... If I hear someone shout, I'll actually jump. Right, okay, because it reminds you of then. But then my mother, like, uh, you were on about school there, and I'm almost 55 now, and I think I was in first or second class, and the teacher, she was a witch, like... And yeah. she hit me in the hand with a ruler. And I came up and I showed my mum. And my mum went down the following day and threatened her. She said, you lay a hand on my daughter again and I'll come down and do the same to you. <laughs> right, OK. And about two years later, my brother was older. A teacher hit him in school. And she, my mother actually went down and took my brother's ruler out of the sack and hit him with the ruler. Right. Good on it. Right. Very yeah, good. My oh. mother, my mother what, was, by the way, what was your, what was your, did, your mother, did she discipline you physically as well? No, no. Oh, never. Okay, just your father. No. And she'd always, if my dad gave out to us and told us, get in and do the wear or something, she'd take one away and do it myself. Well, right, she said she'd give in. You know? right, but okay. I mean, like you, like, you could be telling a child something and you could tell them three and four times and finally you will resort to scream, raising your voice and screaming at them to get their attention, like... But um, I've, um, I've three grandchildren and two, the older two are boys. And if they're bold or they're misbehaving, my daughter will bar them off their games. She'll take, the older fella has a phone. She'll take his phone. He's not on him. And, like, when I used to mind them when they were younger, and like that now it's a, it wouldn't be just a verbal threat. Uh, if you don't do this now, you're not watching the telly. And, mm-hmm. But after a while, then I'd leave them watch it. But my daughter said, "Mama, you're threatening them. You have to follow." Through. You have to. Oh no, you do have to yeah. follow too. By the way, yeah. uh, Farron, what was your? Did your mother or father use physical violence? Uh, when I say no. violence, physical discipline. Sorry. Well, like I have to say, when I was a teenager, my mum was tempted quite a bit. Okay. I well, I'm not going to lie, but she had two kids in the seventies as well, so she'd already done that. You know, in that era, and then she had my sister and I in the late eighties, early nineties. So it was a different raising situation. The only time my father raised his hand was to my sister when she's about four, and that's because she just turned about and legged it across the main road. Okay, and, and he did. Yeah, he did. That, he got a fright. Obviously. Of, yeah, of course he did. But yeah. that was literally the only time. Andy, what about but your like, parents? Did your parents ever? Did you ever get a smack? Yeah, once or twice, yeah. Yeah, and did they have a weapon of choice? Yeah, no, it, was, it was generally just a hand. Oh, yeah, my mother's was the slipper. Or else the bamboo cane out of her plant. She had a spider plant in the front room. We hate, my brother and I hated her spider plant because there was a bamboo <laughs> cane in it that she'd whip out every now and again and give you a letter across the back of the legs with it. But her slipper, she was brilliant. I have a fierce habit, and I still have it today, of biting my nails. I constantly do it. I've never been able to stop. And I'd be sitting on the sofa, and if I was biting my nails she would have the slipper off her foot and thrown it like Clint Eastwood across the room and she would hit me <laughs> in the hand with the slipper. Unbelievable. You've never seen anything like it. And the hand would be taken clean from your mouth with the slipper. Or she'd whop you across the, le- the legs, the bottom of the legs with the slipper. She was brilliant with a slipper. Okay, we're talking about violence. Well, no, no, not talking about violence. We're talking about um, be verbally shouting at your kids, you know, verbal discipline. And is it as bad as physical discipline? Because according to a new report, it is. Okay. By the way, did any any of you ever try the kind of you know the American the naughty step and all that kind of nonsense? Oh yeah. Does it work? Mm. Mm. I think it it depends on the strength of the of the confidence of the child. To be honest with you, like yeah. like I said, my eldest is particularly stubborn, so 
it had its moments, but then I found my mum gave me a tip, and that was you find what it is that she enjoys most, and then use that as a privilege, like her video games or at the t- when she was about four, it was chess. So you know, yeah. she doesn't, and she doesn't get to use daddy's chessboard. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, bringing to a point, I was thinking earlier on the whole authoritarian shouting thing. I can understand the logic, but at the end of the day, it's being an authority, being authority, and then it's being an alpha. Yeah. All I you know, to, yeah. And, and that's just it. You don't necessarily yeah. need to bite the heads off of them. I'm looking at some of the texts. Uh, John Limerick says, when someone yells their head off at you, uh, they've obviously, they have issues themselves. Exactly. And the person says, ah, stop. Bamboo rods, slippers. All Irish mothers must go down to the same mammy schools. I swear to God, there must be a manual on it. I think all my Irish mammies use slippers. Or the wooden spoon, wasn't that a famous thing as well? The wooden spoon. Have you, mm-hmm. any of you ever had the wooden spoon? No. See, no. You're, you're all... Oh, Ruth has just said yes. Uh, I mean, you're all younger than me, obviously. I'm really, how old are you? I'd be 55 this year. Ah, well, you're not. You're not a young one. No. Well, I mean... Now, you're not old, the, either. Um, the bold the, the step. My grandson, um, my daughter used to put him on him because he was... Scared, he, when he was young, he was bold and he wouldn't do what he was told. He he got so fed up that he started falling asleep on us. Yeah, well, what we would... I mean, the punishment... When I think about the punishments we got, it was either we sent to your room or we didn't get... I mean, I know people are probably going to laugh at this. We didn't get Fridays, right? So Fridays was my father would come home from work on a Friday and he would have five bars of chocolate and you got to pick one. And that was a... Yeah. That was a I, you know, Andy, I know that sounds <laughs> mad, but that was a big deal, Andy, in those days. Sweets were a big deal in, in our day now. Yeah, you know, not like not like now these days where Easter eggs are stacked on pallets in your local supermarket. Mm. Um, things have changed a bit, you know, over over the decades. Yeah, and we did we did well at, the, at Easter time, but generally speaking, chocolate was a treat. And I don't know how all of our teeth ended up so rotten because we didn't get to eat much sweets or chocolate. Uh, we probably just didn't brush our teeth very well, very well in those days. Uh, we didn't think about the, the oral hygiene of us. Never had a filling till I was an adult, no. Did you? Well... What will that tell you? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately... I, yeah, I was brought to a dentist. And in those days as a child, when you were brought to a dentist, you know, if your tooth was sore, ash would just take it out. You know what I mean? It was it was easy because your mother and father couldn't afford the fittings; they were too expensive. So just take it out for God's sake; it's gone. Fortunately, you have free dental care in England. Oh well, this is it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and the we should have free dental care. Dental mm. care should be free of charge. There should be no reason to charge for dental care unless it's cosmetic. Uh, well, let me just go to Michael as well. Just finally on this, Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How are you, Michael? Oh, you there, Michael? Oh, bad buttons again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's on my buttons tonight. Michael, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, that's my fault. Hang on. Michael, are you there? Yeah. Ah, there gone. you go. Again, it was my fault. I didn't press a button. Uh, Michael, is it okay to shout at children? Um, do I, I, well, you know, is it abuse of shouting or just, you know... Well, I don't want to give you an example, but I mean, if if somebody, if one of your kids, for example, hasn't cleaned their room and you've asked them four or five times or they're teasing their brother or sister, that you basically lose it and go into some sort of hysterical meltdown and start shouting at them and send them to their room. Yeah, well, I would agree with that research. I mean, I do think it has a, a more of an effect than we realise. I mm. would agree with the, the brain shrinking and all that as well. I don't know about um, the brain shrinking. I got shouted at. My brain hasn't shrunk. Oh, that's arguable. 
could have been well, the brain is kind of a fluidy kind of a thing, plastic kind of a plastic. No, no, like a <laughs> that's the word, not plastic. There's a word that's similar to plastic. Uh, what? Anyway, I can't remember. Okay. But elastic. No. No. Um, it's a scientific word. I can't remember what it is. I'm not going to get all fancy. Right. Okay. No, but I mean, like, if you're shouting at your kids, the way the way I see it. If you don't connect with them when they're young, if like a lot of people out there, there today have no hope with their kids, in my opinion, because they've handed them over to TVs and phones and everything, and you're you're competing with for your kids' attention. And I know it's been said already in, in different ways tonight, but um, if you're going to have kids, you have to put the effort in early, and you have to make sure that they see you as an authority figure. Whereas if too many people hand their kids over to the voices or TV or whatever. How can you be an authority figure if you never raise your voice? Can you be an authority figure without raising your voice? But you're going, it's about getting to the stage. Why are some people able to not have to have that situation and some people do? I mean, I'm, I want to get to the, talk about where the root of it is. I mean, if you, got, if you hand your kid a, a can of Red Bull packet of skittles and stick him in front of the Xbox. He's not going to listen to you. you no, he's I mean? not. You're going to be. Do you know what I mean, though? This is what the point is trying to make. Like, and mm. if you just say one thing there now. Yep. A friend of mine used to give children sherbet and Coca Cola after they went to his kid's birthday party on the way out the door. Right. Why? For the same reason Michael just said. It's that if you give a kid skittles and Red Bull, yeah, uh, basically because he was a, he was being bold. So he would give him sherbet. He'd give him sherbet and Coca-Cola. And the kid would... I know. For the sugar, for, to give him the sugar, like? Before they went home. Right, <laughs> right, okay. Very good. I can't see the reason for doing that, but they're here whenever. B- badness now. Badness, all right. Okay, right, okay. I get you. Well... Yeah, sorry, Michael. Moving back. So, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're competing for your kids' attention, and if you look at the world we're living in today, like, there's so much to steal your kids' attention. If you look at those stupid TikTok videos, these 30-second mm. clips... I know. And kids will sit there for hours watching these... It's not just kids, it's adults, they're addictive. I, I know, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, people are so disjointed and disconnected, and, I mean, I, I personally, myself, I, I, I think there's a lot of people that are just absolute no-hopers, and families that are just absolute... There's no hope for them, like. I think I think children have become disconnected from their parents in a sense, but because of social media, because of playstations and Xboxes and everything else, I you know, I mean, parents are looking. There's a lot of parents out there who've taken the easy way out, I suppose, and said there's no point in disciplining them. Sure, Johnny and Mary, they're down in their room, whatever. They're playing with their Xbox. They're playing with their PlayStation. They're playing on their PC or whatever it is. Sure, they're grand. I'll watch telly. Yeah, and they've no connection with them, and then they mm. like. That's a sad part of modern life, isn't it? It is. One thing that saddened me is when I was growing up, um, you probably, a lot of people of certain age remember this, there was always a granny or granddad in the house. Yep. Um, they didn't go to the nursing homes. Uh, they were, they'd be looked after in, 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 in the family home. Yep. And that kind of, that's kind of died out. You see it occasionally, but that's died out. And I'm just thinking about like where, what kind of a connection are... There's a lot of people now who are, have been chasing the, the, the pound no or whatever else excuse. The, 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 the old paying the mortgage is another excuse people use. And I just see a lot of these people now who are doing that in the future. I, I don't know what 
their kids won't be looking after them. They have no connection with their kids, and they won't have money for nursing homes. Or I don't know, maybe that euthanasia thing we actually take off, like they might become a fashion fashionable, like. Yeah, because who's going to look after people? Just don't I know, no, I know, I do, I do get what you're saying. I know it sounds very insensitive, but I do get what you're yeah. saying. That parents have become disconnected with their kids, so the kids really don't care where they're going. Yeah, kids have no. I mean, yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming fair, and you agree with most of what Michael is saying there. I, I, I can't disagree with really anything he's saying, to be honest with you. <clears throat> yes, I agree that there is a big disconnect, mm. but then that, in t- that, that depends entirely on how, like, those parents were raised themselves. You yeah. know, like my mother had a lot of corporal pun- punishments and like all that kind of stuff, so she tried not to do that with us, but she tried to instill respect instead. Yeah. So that we wasn't necessarily afraid of adults, but we knew when to be afraid because unfortunately there's a lot of women in my family who have been in abusive relationships. So I have an automatic fear when I hear a man shout, I automatically recoil. Mm. I can't help it. It's that aggression tone as was mentioned earlier earlier. But then like it's free but at the same time I would have had no problem at the age of eleven. Like I remember having an argument with my principal who was my te- teacher at the time that he was adamant that Britain is England. There's no differentiation. That island is England. And it's like, no, there's Wales, Scotland, England, and Northern Ireland. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's all England. It's like, and I was 11, and I had a full-blown debate. Oh, I, I remember I, having a similar argument with a school teacher. Mr. Jordan was his name. He was my English teacher. And we were doing Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Mm. And for months, he was reading this book, and there was a character in it called Penelope. And and as he was reading it, he would read a chapter a day or whatever, right? He would call her. He kept going. And um, Penelope went out into the yard. And, oh. I'd be, and I kept sitting there going, it's not Penelope, it's Penelope. Why does he keep saying that? So one day I put my hand up and I said, sir, her name is not Penelope. It's Penelope. <laughs> and this turned into a full-fledged argument in front of the whole class. And how dare I question an English teacher <laughs> about, about this thing, Penelope. And, and he constantly did this. I, he then chastised me and gave me a thousand lines. We had to write an essay on our favourite sport. I hated sport, but the only thing I did like was something I saw on television, which was tobogganing. Do you know the toboggan runs? <laughs> and so I, I wrote this essay about, you know, the guys pushing the toboggan and going down to the ice and all that. So and it was a grand essay. It was three pages or something like that. And he went around, took everyone's essays. The next day he gave them back to us all at our desk and he threw mine on the counter and he had zero out of a hundred on it. And I went, what you did that for? And he says, there's no such thing as tobogganing. <laughs> and I said, this guy is an English teacher. And again, on a huge row, what am I end up being sent to the principal's office? So I, I can remember those moments where you kind of fought with the teacher. They were <laughs> But it's, it's not attitude and it's not spite. It's just a matter of you're having a, a healthy debate. And yeah. You have that level of respect. But at yeah. the same time, you still are willing to, like, fight for what you believe in into a certain element. Now, I want my kids to be able to feel safe to talk to me. Yeah. There's a difference. If, like, I'm worried now if something happens with my teenager when she's older that she won't feel as comfortable talking to my husband because there's that stubbornness between them now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, I think that that's healthy in a way that you do feel for them to feel safe to come to you, but also to respect you. That doesn't mean scream the head off yourself for them. No. You know, it's just a matter of... I think I do I do agree that you have to and I know Andy might disagree with this and I don't know whether Michael will as well. I do think you have to raise your voice every now and again. And I think you have to have authority. Or well my mother did the be firm. 
my mother did the opposite. Whenever we misbehaved, it was a no, and then you get silent treatment. And so, so you have no option but to think about it. And the more you shout, the more of an idiot you look. Mm. Listen, lads and ladies, I have to wrap it up. Michael, thank you very much indeed. Fern and, and Andy and Anne-Marie, and there we got involved in that conversation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.